Hey queens, welcome to Crown Thoughts, the podcast, a safe space for women of all kinds and for women of all walks of life to come together and chat. Crown Thoughts, the podcast is a movement of vibes, which encourages its listeners to dig deep and reflect. So with that being said, let's get into today's topic. Hey queens. Welcome to the very first episode of the very first season, the first premiere. I'm all right, I'm doing too much. <laughs> Welcome to the very first episode of Crown Thoughts. I am your host, Latina, and I am so excited to share my story today. Um, so I decided to, you know, create this episode and it was really on my heart because you know it is very hard to be vulnerable especially during a pandemic where there's a lot of unknowns people are in a frenzy we don't have enough information everything is just left up in the air and here I am And I'm getting ready to share and I'm just like, you know, I don't know how people are going to receive this. So I decided to entitle this episode Finding Solace Within Solitude because that is exactly what happened. And let me let me really run this back and, and start from the beginning. So exactly a month ago on April 21st, I woke up with a crazy migraine and you know we've all experienced headaches before us women we we go through numerous amount of somatic symptoms and just body changes and so I had a migraine I'm thinking well this is could be my my menstrual cycle coming on maybe I need to drink more water totally ignored it throughout the day popped some Tylenol boom I'm good about five hours later, what was a migraine now became a lower back pain. And I'm like, yep, it's cramps. I knew my period was coming on. Whatever. I'm going to take another Tylenol. By 11 p.m. at night, my back was hurting so bad that I literally crawled into bed and just was slaying in a fetal position, like literally rocking myself. My body hurt so bad. And I said, I'm just going to sleep it off. It's no big deal. I don't like to take a lot of medicine. I don't get sick often. It's cool. I'm good. I'll, I'll feel better in the morning. But the crazy thing is, during the middle of the night, I, I could not sleep. I was so restless I felt nauseous. I kept going to get water. My mouth was dry. And I really sat there and thought, damn, I think I have the Rona. (laughs) And, you know, we joke about it and we're all saying like, oh, we don't want to get the Rona. But, sis, I really was scared. So morning comes and I'm sweating And I realized I have a fever. So I go to take my temperature. It's at 100, 
100 is not too bad. You know, it's like you might have something, but your body's kind of fighting off a little virus. You'll be good. But I I could barely like walk from my bedroom to the bathroom without feeling dizzy. And I just knew something was wrong. So I, you know, reached out to my physician and did a telehealth session and he's asking me all my symptoms and I'm like, well, migraine, backache, dehydrated, fatigue, um, dizzy. Now my fever has gone up from 100 degrees to 101.5 and he's like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, taking down notes and I'm just thinking, okay, he's not really saying anything, so maybe I'm good, maybe I just have the flu. He then goes and asks me to hold my breath for 10 seconds. And 10 seconds felt like 10 minutes, like I was underwater, like I was choking. And I told him I couldn't. And I realized I was crying, crying on a virtual telehealth session with a physician saying that I cannot breathe. And literally it felt like my entire world was just crumbling because his face was enough for me to understand that I had coronavirus. So he goes, Latina, well, you know, I don't want to I don't want to say anything too, too soon, but I think you need to come and get a test done and we'll see what the test is and we'll just go from there. So they schedule out a test within the next two hours. I immediately contact my mom and I'm just like, you know, I think I may have it. I cannot have my boys home with me because I don't want to infect them. So we'll just wait it out and see what the test says. So I get in my car to go get the test done and I'm seeing stars like little bits of white speckles all over me and I'm just like oh no this this is this is crazy like this is not really happening to me right now um I get to the facility and they tell me to drive around the back I can't even go through the front door I can't even get out my car a nurse comes up to my car she is you know covered from head to toe with like a face mask a full body suit um a visor over her eyes and she's explaining the test to me and I'm again crying because I'm like oh my god I've read the articles about how bad the test is but I really wasn't know what I was getting into and she she pulls out the little tube and it's a long swab like what you would clean your ears with but the actual swab was probably like a good Mm, six to eight inches long and she's telling me so this is going to go in each nostril and I'm like wait hold up each nostril you got to be kidding me I'm good if you want to do one nostril and maybe we do like a little spit swab and she was like no ma'am this has to go in each nostril and when I say I felt like they touched the back of my brain And I'm sorry to be graphic, but I think it's important for people to really know the process because in spite of the numbers, in spite of the news articles and all of the, 
you know, reports that are being put out there, a lot of people still don't take coronavirus seriously. Despite the fact that we've all been home and quarantined for the past two, almost three months, this is still a joke to many people or a conspiracy theory. So I get the test done. I go back home. I'm alone. I am alone. I have not been alone, like really alone by myself in more than 10 years. My oldest son is 11 years old. So it's always been me and him, me and his brother, me and whoever I'm dating. Well, their father, obviously, when we were dating, um, but not really just Latina by herself. And so the first day I slept, the second day I didn't sleep as much because I was a little restless and, you know, family, friends, I'm so grateful of them. They called me, they checked in on me. Um, They sent food to my house, but I was really like alone. And when you're in a moment of loneliness, your mind really, it, it literally plays tricks on you. And my mind was beaten the hell out of me. And so I want to really give you guys an understanding that there are three kinds of loneliness. The first loneliness is called transitional loneliness. This happens when there's a major change in your life, whether it's positive or negative. Um, it will still generate a feeling of loneliness. And some of these life changes can be, you know, someone dying, the ending of a friendship or relationship, starting a new job, moving to a new state. Um, The list can go on, but it's a major change that disrupts the normalcy of your life. And the, the coping or the adjustment period, it's supposed to be temporary. You know, because it's it's a it's a major change, but over time things get better, you feel better, you understand, and you are able to cope with it. You're able to get back to the swing of things. Then there's emotional loneliness. This type of loneliness arises from a feeling that you lack within relationships or attachments. You might experience emotional loneliness when everyone but you has a romantic partner in your group. Emotional loneliness can be felt when you need someone to talk to about something going on in your life, but feel that there's no one available to contact. If you're heartbroken, you might feel lonely for the person who has moved out of your life. You might be lonely for a close friend, a parent, a sibling, a loved one, etc. And the third type of loneliness is social loneliness. This type of loneliness occurs when you don't feel a sense of belonging to a group beyond yourself. You might even feel social loneliness even when you're in a romantic relationship with a partner you treasure. If you don't have a wider circle of social support, you may feel that you or you and your partner don't have a group with whom you belong to. For example, When you walk into a party and don't recognize anyone familiar, a feeling of social loneliness may wash over you, typically because you're not comfortable approaching new people. 
If you don't feel that your presence is valued in a wider circle, you might also experience social loneliness. Um, and out of those three, I feel as though I kind of went through all of them. You know, my major change was having a sickness where one, doctors had no advice for me. That was a question a lot of people asked me like, well, what what are they saying for you to take? And, you know, what are the steps to get better? And I'm like, the doctor literally told me to take Tylenol, drink lots of water, and to not lay down too long because there's so much fluid in your lungs that you have to stay active. And I'm like, well, that's a contradiction. How do you stay active with a virus where you're supposed to quarantine for 14 days? So what I would do was I I live in a a two-floor home, so I would walk up and down my stairs, and there were times when I would go to reach a step and I would fall, and there was nobody there to help me get up. I literally had to pull myself up, and I think that goes into emotional loneliness because I had no attachments. I had... Yes, people would call me on the phone, but there was no hugging. There was no, you know, high fives. There was nothing. It was just me. I had never experienced a moment where it was just me for days on end. Um, and it, it also highlighted for me that I don't have a partner. You know, I haven't been in a relationship in a year And I don't know how this scenario would have went for me had I been dating or would it have been the same because I didn't want to infect my partner, you know. And then the social loneliness, the sense of belong, the sense of not belonging to a group or feeling that a wider circle doesn't support you. And it's interesting because. You know, when you're sick or you're going through your trials, you automatically assume that your closest friends and loved ones will be right there to hold you down. But the truth is, that's not always, it's not always happening, you know. I'm grateful for those who called and for those who left food and for those who would check in and say, hey, did you did you get up today? Did you walk? But for many I wasn't even comfortable telling them. I was almost embarrassed. And it's strange. Why would you feel embarrassed about having corona? It's not like it was a a sexually transmitted disease, you know? I I didn't intentionally get this, but I was afraid that people would shut me out and push me away and that I would be ostracized. So I'm here. I'm in my bed. It's days going by. I'm starting to feel a little bit better, but my mind is still killing me. I began to think the worst of thoughts. I'm never going to see my children again. I'm not going to make it. There's no cure. How many days have I had a fever? I'm not eating anything. I'm probably losing weight. 
uh, I mean, the list can go on. And there were days when I would just cry and cry and and beg God to please make me feel better. Or why did you let this happen? Or how did this happen to me? And I'm, I'm not going to get out of this. It was absolutely nerve wracking. And then around day six, I finally told myself, you're going to fight back. I have been through worst experiences in my life where they should have really not just kill me, but just destroy me as a person and really, you know, take me to a point where I could just be mean to people and just hate the world. So why should I let a virus take me down? So the first thing I would do is get up, I would play my favorite song, and I would dance. And I'm sure I was offbeat. I was out of breath. Your girl was stiff. I mean, limbs were sore. It was just, it was a hot mess. But in that moment, I felt like I was killing it. You couldn't tell me nothing. I thought I was in the club. I was singing. And I don't know if you guys know, but I do sing. But because Corona, it it attacks your lungs. I could barely get words out. I probably sounded like a dying bird. But in the moment, I was just, I don't care. I'm fighting back. I I have to. I have so much life to live, not just for my children and my family, but for myself. By day 10, I was eating. And I I couldn't smell or taste the food, but I was like, I'm going to eat because I refuse to be a weak person. I need to get healthy. I need to really, you know, do what I got to do. And so... By day 11 or 12, I pulled out my journal and I went to go write something and I could only get a couple lines in and I just cried. I just cried. I couldn't really understand what I was feeling, but I felt like I had no sense of control of my life. And it was then that I realized that our lives is never really up to us. Yes, there's um, the freedom to make choice, but really God is the only one that's in control. And so I had to sit and, and really think about how am I going to find solace? How am I going to find comfort? How am I going to console myself in this time of distress and sadness? Because I had no no idea on how long it it would last, when it would last. I just knew that I needed to make it through. And so I began to pray to God and just thank him every day. And I started thanking him for the little things. I could hear the birds chirping in the morning. You know, I was I was thankful to see the sun peek through my 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 blinds when usually I'm not a morning person. Like, don't wake me up, bro. I, I want to get that extra 10, 15 minutes in. 
I started thanking God for having lights. I started thanking God for having food in the house and for people bringing me food. I started thanking God for having clothes to wear. And I sat and talked to my plants and I played songs from my childhood and I painted my toes and I I, I combed my hair out. And it's just like slowly and surely, as I began regaining physical strength, my mind became mentally strong as well. And I was at such peace. And it's it's crazy because I really believe that when I stopped worrying about being sick is when I began to feel much, much better. And so, yes, Corona is a virus. You know, it does attack your immune system. It does weigh on your 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 body and your lungs and all the symptoms. I had every single symptom except for, I don't know, like breathing that was so terrible that I needed to go to the hospital. But I think that Corona is, it's bigger than just a virus. Quarantine is bigger than just a virus. When you really think about it, we are we have been given a moment of rest that we have been crying for 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 years. How many times do we say, "Oh, I just need a vacation," or "Oh, I don't want to go to work today," or "Oh, I don't want to deal with this." And now we're in a moment where we're just home. Our jobs have lessened their expectations on us or let us go, but we still have been provided. Yes, it may be coming from the government or from whomever, but we we still have enough. And I think that's that's a beautiful thing. It is a truly beautiful thing. And so while I was in my solitude, I began writing notes on you know, how to truly find happiness within yourself. And I read a bunch of articles and you know me, I love my facts and I want to give you queens nothing but the truth. And so I, I came up with this formula and I realized regardless of your personal circumstances, it is possible to find internal happiness. It is possible to find solace in solitude. So I want you guys to remember this acronym called PIES, P-I-E-S. And I'm, I'm going to say this is the package to ensure happiness. P is the physical exercise. I is an intellectual stimulation. E is emotional stimulation. And S is for spiritual stimulation. And I, I have this list of things that I think would help you all in finding your internal happiness. And it doesn't rely on anything or any person. Eat healthy. I'm sure we've all heard the saying, you are what you eat, and it's a corny cliche, but honestly, it's the truth. While I was in my quarantine days, 15 days, to just add that to the record, 15 days of being alone, I started juicing again, eating fresh fruits and vegetables, Uh, You know, those are necessary for getting your daily vitamins and minerals and energizing your body and encouraging healthy oxygen 
to the body system, which is what I was lacking during my Corona episode. I didn't eat any junk food. I drank tea and water every day and I, I boiled my lemons and my uh, ginger root and I just, it took away from that sluggish feeling and I started feeling strong again. And that leads to exercise. Now, granted, I'm not able to run a marathon yet, but I have been stretching. I have been, you know, doing my core exercises and using my body weight for squats. And I started walking and I would walk outside with a mask and I would only walk to the end of the street and I made sure that there was nobody outside. But I wanted to really start building up my endurance again. Physical exercise is a way to increase endorphins and it naturally increases mood positivity. So I'm encouraging all my queens listening right now to just take 20 to 30, 20 to 30 minutes each day and do something that works up a bit of a, a sweat. And I'm not telling you go out and run. I'm not telling you to go out and run, but I'm just saying, you know, move your body, dance if you like. Whatever makes you just really get your heartbeat going. Treat yourself well. Treat yourself well is not go buy, your, buy yourself something because it makes you feel good. I'm saying look at yourself in the mirror. Say that you're, you're beautiful. Really set those affirmations. If you have to leave yourself a love note, if that means, you know, snuggling up in your favorite blanket, having a hot cup of tea, or girl, having a glass of wine, Whatever makes you feel good. For me, it's running a bath, playing my favorite songs, you know, have my oils running out of my diffuser and just loving on myself. Take a break from social media. This was already happening for me because there were days where I was super tired and I couldn't really be on the gram like that. And, you know, I know me, if I'm feeling a type of way, I may post something and I didn't want people to know that I was sick because one, I didn't want anybody to worry about me. And two, I wasn't comfortable sharing all that kind of information just yet. So I took breaks from social media where I would only check my page, you know, certain times of the day. And it was fine because my friends, like my real girls, They were texting and calling me anyway, so I wasn't missing out on anything. Lastly, set a night for yourself and call it a a date night or a a ladies night or me time. And I mean, this this is going to go beyond, you know, quarantine. But this is something that you should be doing for yourself every week. I have an aunt who always tells me, Take a take a day for yourself. If it means getting your nails done or watching a movie that you like or reading a book that you love, you deserve that. Especially for all of our women who work hard, our essential work workers, our nurses, our stay-at-home moms. I see y'all. We are still on the go, regardless of being in a social distance world or being in quarantine. A woman's job has not stopped. And we are tired. Take pictures of beautiful things. We all have these new phones and they're super techie. If it means, 
you know, taking pictures of the flowers blooming or taking a good selfie. Whatever you find beautiful, take a, take a picture of that. I find pictures to be very nostalgic and I like to go back and look at them later. I started taking pictures of my plants. That'll probably come up in another episode. <laughs> Write it all out. And I said this before, keep a personal journal, write a poem. You never know what writing stuff down on paper will later become. I used to be just a girl who would write stuff in her journal and keep it to herself. And here I am now speaking to you on a, a podcast. I never even thought I would be able to do this. And here I am so ecstatic and have all these lists of topics that I want to share with you guys. So again, I encourage you to write it out. You'll be amazed at what it what comes out of you and what grows from you. Lastly, I will say declutter and purge. Being sick, I obviously had to start cleaning and keeping everything organized and preparing my home for when my children did come back. And it made me realize I had a lot of stuff in my crib that I didn't even need anymore. Clothes, um, you know, old sneakers, just just stuff that I didn't need. And I was just like, why am I holding on to things that do not serve me anymore? Why are you holding on to things that do not serve you anymore? That's a message. I really want you to take that in. And I, I think that's the, the message of today overall. When you're ready to really find comfort, to find happiness within yourself, you will let go of things that do not serve you. It's crazy that a pandemic or me being sick with corona really had to knock me down in order to look up and realize all the great things that were around me. And I'm so grateful of the experience because at the end of the day, it's shaped me. It's made me better. I feel stronger. I feel inspired. And I am so grateful of life. And so I'm going to end it here today. As always, thank you for joining me. Thank you for supporting Crown Thoughts, the podcast. It truly is a moment of vibes for us queens to just come together and really talk about real things. And that doesn't mean that our men are not involved or they're not allowed. They are more than welcome to join us. But, you know, at the end of the day, queens recognize queens. I'll talk with you soon. On behalf of Crown Thoughts Podcast, I would like to just extend a thank you and gratitude and love and peace and blessings to all of our essential workers, to all of our frontliners, to our nurses, our therapists, anyone that has truly been a, a key component during this pandemic. You are important, you are valued, and we thank you.